This is Jay Baer from Convince and Convert, and welcome to the Content Pros Podcast, where you'll hear the strategies and secrets of the best content marketers in the world. The show is brought to you by Oracle Marketing Cloud, helping businesses use the latest marketing technologies to tell their stories and connect with their customers. The show is also brought to you by Vidyard, the best platform for creating, managing, and optimizing your video content marketing. And the show is brought to you by Uberflip, a content experience platform that allows marketers to create, manage, and optimize tailored content experiences for every stage of the buyer journey. The hosts of the show are Randy Frisch and Tyler Lessard. Find all links, archives, and more at contentprospodcast.com. Now, here's Randy, Tyler, and this week's special guest. Welcome to another episode of Content Pros Podcast. I'm Randy Frisch from Uberflip. As always, I've got Tyler Lessard joining me from Vidyard. And today we're going to talk about an area that I think sometimes we skip over. Sometimes we get so obsessed with the great content we create, but not how did we create it? What was the process for handling that? And this could be a challenge whether you're working in a small company or a large company where you're creating content at scale. In fact, I think everyone's creating content at scale these days. It's becoming a problem, so we need the right process. Nathan from Code Schedule is going to walk us through some of that as well as some of the wins from his team. Tyler, why don't you uh, bring Nathan into the show and tell us what you're excited about to hear. Yeah, I'm uh, really excited to have Nathan Ellering here on the show, the director of demand generation at CoSchedule. And I think Nathan brings a couple of interesting perspectives to this topic of how do we create great content and how do we manage that content and then ultimately get the most of it, um, both in his role uh, at CoSchedule, but as well um, working with his customers and what they do to help them manage their content uh, plan. So without further ado, Nathan, do you want to introduce yourself and give the audience a bit of background? background on where you're coming from. Absolutely. So thanks so much, Randy and Tyler, for having me on the show. Um, I'm Nathan Ellering. I'm the head of demand generation at CoSchedule. And uh, basically what that means is that I try to attract uh, the right audience into CoSchedule who, you know, might have uh, problems organizing their project management process. So what I want to do is help people literally solve those problems with how-to educational content. So my team really works with content marketing a lot of times, like those more traditional content types, like we'll publish how-to blog posts that walk people through how to solve a problem. Uh, we do educational courses where we help people uh, come up with their marketing strategy and actually how to execute it. A lot of times it's just kind of like, you know, here's the why, but uh, a lot of other marketers maybe forget the how-to behind that. So we, we try to dive deep into that. Um, and we do a lot of things with like free tools. We have um, headline analyzer, social message optimizer, and we have about three more tools planned to help people uh, execute their marketing better. Um, and then one other side of what I do is paid advertising. So part of demand generation is is trying to find that audience, and specifically an audience who doesn't already know about CoSchedule. So I work a lot of times with trying to expand our reach, and paid ads are a really great way to do that. So before we got together on this call, Nathan, I you know, took a look at CoSchedule and what you guys were doing, took a look at your blog, some of your content. Um, and I think one of the things that got me really excited was, you know, A, the, the blog is uh, terrific from a content quality perspective, a diversity of topics. I think you've got great um, contributors. And, you know, I felt like it was 
something from a company that, you know, I assumed you guys were 10 years old, you know, 500 employees or bigger, um, you know, a great, you know, large, well-established organization, only to find out you guys are relatively new, relatively small, um, and I think are really punching above your weight class. So first of all, kudos to your team. But more importantly, um, can you talk about how you guys in only, uh, you know, the last couple of years have really built up such a presence um, as a content marketing organization in what you're doing? Before you jump in, Nathan, you had me fooled too. So kudos to both of us. <laughs> no, no, thank you so much. Um, that that means a lot to to me and the team. Um, you know, I'll, I'll give a shout out to Ben Saylor and Brianna Bergstrom, who are are leading up um, the blog too. So, I mean, specifically talking about that, um, when I joined CoSchedule back in 2014, um, we are a relatively new company. We were about a year old then. Um, and one of the things that we wanted to do was to attract an audience to co-schedule. And one of the best ways that we knew how to do that was to do it organically. So by that, we mean like not pushing our marketing at people, but creating content so good, so useful, so entertaining, so helpful that people would seek it out on their own. And that's what we decided to do back then. Um, so since 2014, uh, we have really looked at trying to publish the best content on any topic we take on on the internet. Um, so if we write a blog post about uh, targeting the keyword marketing calendar, it's going to be the best blog post that you read on that topic. No, no, no. Wait a and, minute, Nathan. It's about quantity, not quality on a blog, right? Come on. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's, I mean, that's an interesting part of it too, because like we'll put a lot of time into every single piece that we take on, but we publish fewer pieces. We just do it consistently. And, you know, speaking like just to, to bring it back to like in 2014, like we didn't really have that many blog posts. We didn't really have a lot of traffic coming in, but we knew if we published that content and set a foundation of an expectation, like every single piece that you see on this blog is going to be amazing. Uh, we knew that that would build the audience. So like to your point, like quality, obviously way better than quantity, but if you can have both, um, you know, just build up over time, but focus on that quality first. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's such an important point, and I think we, you know, all of us get wrapped up in the I got to do three or four posts a week, and you know, we're we're trying to create all these inbound links, and um, you know, there's there is certainly a threshold where uh, you know, quantity isn't helping you, but but I think so many people miss that quality piece, and and having people who can create the content that is truly valuable and isn't just repurposing other information out there online or, or whatnot. Um, so I am curious, kind of as you guys look at that mission and saying, you know, every blog post we publish has to be, you know, as high a quality and, and, and the best piece on this topic on the internet. How do you guys go about doing that? What, um, you know, what have you done internally in terms of the, the people you have writing? Um, are you using, you know, third party contributors? How are you focusing and delivering on creating great content? Yeah, I think that's an awesome question. So we we have what we call a standard of performance based on um, the success of our previous pieces. So something that we think a lot about is that um, content is not the result. Content is never the result. Content produces results. So what we'll do with each and every piece is we will take a look and see how many marketing qualified leads each piece has generated. And from there, we will dissect what qualities those pieces that generated the most qualified leads uh, kind of represented. Um, and what we'll do from there is we'll just repeat what we know works in new content. 
Um, and so we've kind of defined what some of those core qualities are, and we try to make those or reflect those qualities in every single piece. So we choose a really great topic is one of the things. Um, we need to make sure that our audience will really care about it. Uh, right up there in tandem is that it's keyword optimized. Uh, something that we think about is that every blog post is the homepage of CoSchedule. More often than any other resource, uh, people will find us through our blog posts. So our blogs are a representative of like what our product is. Like if our blog is high quality, uh, people should re- or understand that our tool is just as high quality. Um, so anyway, we, we choose keywords. It's a great topic. Uh, we make sure that the blog post is also optimized to convert. Um, so every single blog post that we publish has some sort of gated content in it. So if we, for example, talk about marketing calendars, we'll make sure that that blog post has a marketing calendar template in it so that we can get that email address and be able to market to them later on. And that's actually you know, a really great way to build an email list. We have an email list of 200,000 plus marketers now. So um, that's pretty exciting to see. We also make sure that our pieces are well-researched, that if we try to take on any sort of topic, that we aren't just providing anecdotal information, but it's factually based. And um, let's see, what was the last part? Uh, I think that's it. I think those are our qualities. <laughs> I, I think you hit on enough uh, one-liners that we can already write the blog post that's going to follow up this uh, podcast. Uh, I think my favorite in there was that every blog post is the homepage. And you know, just that idea of where we're going in the future that people will find us through our content and then navigate to learn what our product is. I think I think you guys have it bang on in terms of where things are today or, or at least where they're headed. And um, so I want to I kind of take a step back though, because you talked a lot there about the process of, of creating this content with your team. But uh, within that, you also talked about how much content to create. And Tyler kidded with you about quantity over quality. Um, let, give us, give our listeners just an understanding of how much content you're pushing out on a weekly basis or monthly basis or how you think about that. Yeah, um, I think that that is a really interesting question because every blog post is the homepage of CoSchedule. But if we only had one blog post, we wouldn't be getting very much traffic. So there, it comes down to um, making sure that what you're shipping is really high quality, but that you're shipping enough. And so I do believe that um, it is important for marketers to publish multiple pieces every single week consistently because that helps you rank for more keywords, which helps you get more traffic, which gives you those opportunities to convert more people. Um, so we focus on publishing at least two content marketing style blog posts every single week. So that would be like, for example, the blog post targeting the keyword of marketing calendar, or maybe the second one would be marketing project management. Those would be great topics for us to cover in those. Um, we also uh, pretty much every other week uh, have an educational course going on to help people with um, marketing strategy or social media strategy, two co- key components of CoSchedule. Um, and we also ship um, an, a podcast episode every single Tuesday and probably about two uh, product-specific posts. So one might be a demo video, uh, just showing people how to solve a problem in CoSchedule, and the other could be something like, hey, here's this new feature, Uh, definitely check it out. So we are, every single week, publishing anywhere from five to 10 pieces. Um, 
And I think that that's really helpful, not just for uh, attracting a new audience to CoSchedule, but for also, once we have that audience, to teach them what CoSchedule is. That's great. Yeah, I'd counted at least seven there. And that's pretty amazing given I think you told me that your team is a team of five who are executing on a lot of this, not to mention all the rest of your marketing efforts. But uh, maybe you can also just help us understand. I mean, a lot of us, I think, live in the moment or in the last moment like me um, and say, OK, shit, we need a we need a blog post for this week or you know something like that. How how far advanced do you have your content calendar scheduled and, and how often are you kind of ahead with assets sitting there just ready to ready to roll versus posts that are being created in the moment? Yeah, I am like smiling over here because that is an awesome question. Um, so for for normal blog stuff, we know that we're going to be publishing two posts every single week for content marketing style stuff, right? So we're going to be publishing one on Monday, one on Wednesday. And we literally have those mapped out um, through December right now. Uh, so we know exactly what we're going to be publishing. And we think really strategically about those topics that we take on, which helps us not look at, you know, that blinking cursor thinking, what are we going to write? But we really strategically choose those ideas, find those keywords and plan it out that far in advance. Um, and we do the same thing with courses. Uh, we, we know every other month we're going to be shipping something there. Um, so we plan really far in advance, I would say, um, which helps us just, I don't know, it, it makes you feel more organized. Um, and it gives you an opportunity too that if something comes up, you can kind of pivot a little bit, but it gives you that roadmap that you can just execute. Like when you're done with one piece, you know exactly what to do next. And I think that helps all of us just stay focused. I love that. I think a lot of people listening right now are either either taking notes because they're the leader of their team and they're going to have their team listen to this or they're on the team and they want their leader to, to listen to this because that's that's really great advice that I think a lot of us are, are playing catch up uh, too often, but it sounds like you've got a well-oiled machine. What we're going to do is let people finish taking those notes while they listen to a few of our sponsor reads here. They'll jump right in and we'll jump right back right after. Hey, Zoe. Hey, Kelly. Do you know what I love? Benedict Cumberbatch? Yeah, him, but also Netflix and how it always shows me what I'll love, aka all the murder mysteries. Ooh, or documentaries about puppies. I wish there was a way to do that with B2B content. Well, hold on to your pants. So you know Uberflip? It lets you create a better content journey for your readers. So I can let my readers binge my content while my sales team also sends it out to prospects? You sure can. Amazing. How do I get it? Just head over to uberflip.com and request a demo. Welcome back to Content Pros. We're here with Nathan Ellering from CoSchedule. And Nathan, we were talking about planning out your content schedule. And, and many of us are sitting here in admiration. As you said, you've got things planned out until effectively the you know the next five to six months. Um, how do you go about doing that? Who's involved in that process? Um, you know, you're the demand gen leader and you seem to know, you know, everything that's happening in your content team. So I'm curious, who owns that schedule and, and how do you work cross-functionally to make sure the right topics are being chosen, you're sourcing the right uh, writers and, um, and executing on that plan. Yeah, I think that's a great, that's a great question. So with, with CoSchedule, uh, we have a blog manager, Ben. And so what we do is like, I let him have complete ownership of the blog schedule and he works with our content writer, Brianna, to help understand where they need to fit there. Um, and so 
Ben really works with me um, and we talk through keywords that we want to target, topics that we want to target, and we just basically come up with a list first um, and really, really hone in on what we think will work and what we think won't work. And once we kind of figure out what those 10x ideas are, those things that are going to give us 10 times the amount of results uh, compared to a normal piece, those are the things that go on the calendar. So we have a big brainstorming session basically and kind of go from there. And then I let them own that. And that kind of helps me because, um, you know, blogging is just one thing that we do. Uh, we're always after what is the next project. So, um, I don't know, I guess, uh, to answer your question, we have complete trust in the team to be able to do what we hired them to do. And that helps me focus on what our next opportunities are. Like we have the blog 10 X project. We have ads 10 X project. What is the next 10 X growth project for co-schedule? How can the demand gen team attract 10 times more marketing qualified leads to our business, um, beyond what we're doing today. So we're never satisfied with status quo. And I think, absolutely trusting your team to do what they are doing is essential for you to focus on that next growth item. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I think is, is sort of an unsung hero of a, a strong content marketing strategy. And, and you, you touched on this is the importance of taking an SEO first approach to your topics and to your content. And, um, you know, you mentioned, you know, you mentioned 10 X and 10 Xing your performance on things, which blows a lot of our minds of those of us who, who still think in, you know, 10% increments as opposed to 10 X increments. Um, but I found that's one thing, even on our own blog, when, you know, going back about a year, we put a real focus on, making sure we had a disciplined approach to SEO keywords um, and using that to feed our blog schedule um, as opposed to really just talking about, hey, here are the topics we want to talk about. Um, and that had a huge impact for us. Um, I don't think we quite 10X'd, but I love that as a target. I think we 2X'd in the last uh, year um, our overall engagement, which was a great surge. Um, but I think it's just something that so many people miss is the importance of using that data behind the scenes from an SEO perspective to guide you know, what it is you want to talk about and how you manage that schedule. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, the, something that we think about, so uh, just to, to kind of give you an example of how we look at what we've done in the past or, or why keywords are important. So uh, here's the example, I guess. Uh, we wrote this blog post on the best times to post on social media. Um, and that was our core keyword. What we did was uh, ev there was a section for each of the networks that is latent semantic indexing or LSI. Basically, they're related search terms. So we would use an H2 to say, hey, this is the, the best time to post on Facebook, the best time to tweet. These are all keywords too, right? And so we, we kind of basically wrote this huge blog post. Um, I think it's like 10,000 words long. Helps people understand the best times to post on social media. We get all of the searches, search results for that core term. We get all of the searches for all of these LSI terms. And um, basically found that this has been so successful that we've repeated that process with other content that we've created. So for example... After we saw this best times to post on social media be so successful, we wrote another post like the best time to send email, also hugely successful. Then we wrote how often to post on social media, hugely successful. So that's where we kind of fi figured out that like these research posts or like basically looking at questions that people are asking and answering them worked really well. So um, 
anyway, yes, search engine first or SEO first makes a lot of sense for, for a company like CoSchedule. So once you guys are actually in the, the heat of these production environments and you're creating this content at scale, um, what do you guys do to, and this may be a bit of a softball, but uh, you see yourselves and maybe talk about your client base as well of, of what are some of the best practices you're seeing for helping to manage um, and execute on that content schedule? It's, you know, of course, one thing to, to have a plan, you know, six months out, but to make sure that, you know, things are being, you know, key timelines are being hit. It, that critical paths are being met, that that writers are being recruited at the right time. So what, what are some of the best practices you're seeing to making sure that you stay a well-oiled machine and you optimize the performance of your team when building that amount of content? I feel yeah. like he's going to say Google Docs. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do use Google Docs. <laughs> um, no, no, that's that's an awesome question. So something that I do, okay, so it's one thing to say we're going to publish a blog post a month from today, right? Like to know to know that uh, a month from now on Monday a blog post will ship. Something that we do is we map out what the timeline is to make sure that we execute that project so that we can start it on time so that no one feels rushed at the end or no one feels rushed through a specific part of the process. So for example, we know that working on a blog post, we start it basically a month ahead of schedule. We give the writer a week to do it. Uh, the following week, we have someone design it. The third week, we have someone edit it. And then it's it's good to go for a week. Um, and then it publishes the following week. So that's how we keep it very simple. Um, that is something like our, our CEO and co-founder Garrett talks about a lot is like the simplest approach is often the best place to start. So what I would suggest to anyone who is thinking about creating content is to basically map out what that workflow would be for creating that piece and then starting on time. Um, so if you haven't ever written a blog post before, don't think that you're going to write one today and ship it tomorrow, but to realistically figure out who needs to be involved in that process, how much time they might need in it, and start well in advance and give yourself that time. It doesn't mean that you're only working on one piece at a time. Like I think at CoSchedule, we're probably working on 20 different pieces at any given time, probably even more. But um, it helps us understand, realistically speaking, where those resources are going to go. And then one other thing that I'm curious about, and it's something we're trying to do more ourselves, is how much do you depend on third-party contributors and uh, both industry professionals and potentially as well as freelancers uh, to help fuel that development of content and to, and to fulfill on that schedule versus you know, how much do you do in-house uh, from your own staff and contributors? Yeah, it, um, that's a really interesting question. So for a while, we thought guest posting was going to be a really good thing for us. So if we would accept guest blog posts to CoSchedule, which I guess we still have this page that says right for us, but our standards of performance are so high that we've actually stopped essentially uh, accepting guest posts and write nearly everything internally. And we do that because... I mean, I guess we've been talking about this uh, this whole podcast, but we want to publish the best content on the internet, and it's really hard to train a guest writer to to do that for us. So um, we are very strict with what we do. So we we have published some guest posts, like and Neil Patel has written for us, and you know some of those other uh, people who are just really really good uh, will just accept right away. But um, 
for the most part, we don't publish guest posts at all and we'll write it ourselves. Um, and you know, maybe there's this like, uh, sentiment that how can you actually publish that much content? Like if, if you're listening to me and you're like, Oh man, I should publish two pieces a week, or let's just publish one piece a week and try to get some new search engine traffic. Right. Um, something that we do at CoSchedule is, um, we will look back at pieces we've maybe published a year back and we will re-optimize them, think about new LSI terms, um, and, and then publish them again. Um, and that is good because search engines reward updates and it helps you freshen up your content for your audience too. So that's like a good way to kind of get that mix. Really interesting, Nathan. I, I, first of all, I really commend the, the approach you have. And I think, you know, as I said at the beginning of this podcast, whether you're a small company or a large company, we can often learn a lot from the need to be nimble and the need to be efficient. And you, and you guys clearly have that down. As, as we kind of wrap up here, one of the things we also like to do is get to know you. So um, one of the things I'm generally always curious about people is, is the work, Nathan, the same as the non-work, Nathan? So you're clearly very process-driven. Does that carry on to your home life? And if so, give us like a story that either annoys a family member or something about you know that that need to be organized mentality. <laughs> yeah, uh, again, I'm I'm just smiling over here. So I've I've got a little story on this. So work Nathan and weekend Nathan are the same person <laughs> because like when when back in 2014 before I started at CoSchedule, I started um. I just started a personal blog that basically talked about how I would manage a marketing team if I were uh, given the opportunity. And I was doing this on Saturdays just with a cup of coffee, listening to some vinyl records. Like, just it was just fun to me. So, um, it's been uh, anyway, I had probably one reader, and it happened to be our co founder and CEO, Garrett. And he and I started talking, and he basically gave me this opportunity, this awesome, amazing opportunity to turn my hobby into my day job. So I absolutely love this stuff. Um, I was always organized before working at CoSchedule. Now I think I'm even more organized than ever before. But um, yeah, I'm definitely a planner. Uh, I've got a trip planned to go into the Boundary Waters here in a little bit, and I've got everything laid out. (laughs) So definitely the same person. I love that. I love that story. And I love how, uh, you know, work relationships can start through people's passion. So I think that's, that's really motivating to a lot of people listening to this too. All right, I'll leave you with this one to really just get to know you outside of work and whatnot. And and I'm going to, you know, first of all, we're going to create this myth that all the best content uh, creators are based in Fargo, North Dakota, which, you know, who would have thunk it? Um, and, and since we've dropped Fargo, everyone automatically goes to the movie. So I'm not going to let that be your favorite movie. What is your favorite movie of all time, though, that is not Fargo? Yes, uh, it has to be Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Uh, that movie is just awesome. Anything from Coen Brothers I was is about great. to say, you're, you're definitely into the genre, though. All right. Yep. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, Nathan, thanks so much. I feel like yeah, both Tyler and I have learned a ton that we're going to probably take to our teams alone, let alone uh, everyone listening into, onto this podcast. If you've enjoyed listening to Nathan, please do check out CoSchedule and check out their blog. It's really well organized with content easy to find based on what you're looking for. If you've enjoyed this podcast in general, 
check us out at contentprospodcast.com. Content Pros is part of Convince and Convert, where there's a whole bunch of other great podcasts, webinars, content on a day-to-day basis coming from Jay Bear and his team. Really encourage you to check in on that as well. Until next time, on behalf of Tyler Lassard at Vidyard, I'm Randy Frisch at Uberflip, and this has been the Content Pros Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. This is Jay Bear, and thanks for listening to Content Pros. Please leave a review and subscribe on iTunes or on your favorite podcast listening app. Go to contentprospodcast.com for a complete show archive and greatest hits. Content Pros is sponsored by Convince and Convert and by Uberflip. It's produced by my team and I at Convince and Convert Media. Interested in being a guest or a sponsor on the show? Visit us at convinceandconvert.com. Convert.com.